Hey my friend, welcome to the Tradies Success Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the Tradies Success Academy. We're on a mission to help trade and construction business owners unlock time and financial freedom within as little as three years. With the right processes and systems and support, we're able to help people level up with less mistakes and have the motivation and support and guidance around systemization and process, whether that comes to lead generation, conversions, on-site value delivery, maximizing efficiency and profitability, operations and administration, or personal performance, how to really maximize yourself as a business owner and unlock that growth in your own business. Now, whether you're a sole trader or you've been in business for years and years, we're here to support you no matter what size you are. So look in the show notes. We've got a link to an exclusive offer for the podcast where you get 30 days free of the Academy Mastermind program. On there, you'll get access to online on-demand training videos, access to live training every single week, and access to an amazing trade community filled with all different types of trades supporting one another to unlock that growth potential. Click the link in the show notes and unlock your free trial now. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Trady Success Podcast. I am Greg Crow, and this is Greg Allen. And we are Double Greg here to talk to you today. And I was listening to some um, R&B the other day, right? I'm talking some salt and pepper. I'm talking push it. You know the song? Yeah, push it. Push it good. Just do it again. That one. <laughs> but push it real good. Great song. <laughs> great song. And it uh, definitely gets down and dirty on the dance floor. That's great. But I was listening to it in the radio and the kids were in the back and they just kept saying, uh, salt and pepper's here. Salt, 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 salt and pepper's here. You in the car, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Wherever you're listening to this, you've heard the song, you know what it's about. And they repeat it so many times and I'm like, we know you're here, salt and pepper. We, we, <laughs> we're very aware of the fact you're here. You've said it probably 18 times now. And it got me thinking about communication and how much as tradies, uh, we gen, gen, generally lack the communication skills to pay the bills, so to speak. You know, mm. so many times we're saying the same thing over and over to our client, to our staff member. And we're saying, you know, it's not salt and peppers here. Hopefully we're not saying that, but we are saying, hey, uh, we want the job done this way. Hey, this is a variation. Hey, this is what the job's going to go. So we're trying to communicate, but they're not quite, sorry, understanding. So tips on communication. Let's sort of talk about uh, where, where does your mind go to in that? Yeah, I think um, communication is one of the most important things and a lot of people struggle to have those hard conversations early enough. And so they'll just continue to go along with the work hoping that it's going to be all good. And then when a push comes to shove down the, down the line and you've spent you know hours and hours doing this extra work, which you thought was a given, you know, oh, no, I did all this extra work. I should be able to invoice for that, right? Like, and a lot of people do this and they'll get hours and hours into a job and the customer's like, no, nah, that's, I didn't agree on any extra cost. That's just part of the job. Yeah. You know? And so all of a sudden we're having this like fight over like, no, this, this is extra work. It cost me money. I had to pay staff, you know, and it's because we weren't able to have a good conversation early enough. Yeah. In general, like an open and honest conversation. I remember I kept, uh, kind of like banging my head against the wall early on in business and I kept getting home and, and talking to Elodie and I'm like, oh, the client just doesn't understand. They don't understand. They don't understand. And, and she is super honest. <laughs> like she's straight up lying. She's like, do you reckon you're explaining it properly? And mm. I was like, whoa, okay, may, maybe not. And that was in that kind of reflecting moment that I thought, 
are they picking up what I'm putting down? Mm. You know, when I communicate that, am I slowing down? Am I calming down? Am I telling it exactly how it is? Hey, this is X amount of money. This is why the shopping list pricing system, just to reheat this and revisit it, is such a beautiful form of communication because it's non-emotional communication. We said this the other week. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a form of communication where you've got a shopping list price for every single item in your repertoire and, and you just bill for it accordingly and yeah. you can charge for it accordingly and a non-emotional form of way to go like, hey, it's not what I think. It's not what I'm insecure to communicate. It's what the price book says. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah, it's just a matter of saying, hey, this is uh, the job that you've asked for. This is how much it is. If you want that, you can go ahead with that. If you don't, that's fine with me. You know, like as long as we're okay with it. I think sometimes we try and extract too much job from a customer and you're hoping that, cool, if I do this extra work, I might get that extra few dollars, you know, and, and that's going to be good for me because I need money right now, you know, and the stress of running a business and that anxiety of like, am I going to have enough money? I should just get a you know, I'm getting a lot out of this job. It's filling my schedule at the moment, you know, I, I need the work. And so sometimes you just don't have that conversation. So um, yeah, should yeah. be, should be right. Yeah, right? should be right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a couple Usually of ends in a fight or an <laughs> yeah. argument or She'll be fight more like it. Yeah. But uh, a couple of tips around communication. One thing that we say a lot here at the Academy is there's no substitute for early communication. So, you know, if you're, if you're communicating early and communicating well, and the job's been done uh, and, it, and it's approved and the amount's approved, everything like that, send the invoice, all good. It's yeah. when you're trying to communicate post-job complete that mm. issues happen. So I just want to highlight that there's no substitute for early communication. Communicate early, communicate often, and communicate well. Where does your head go to? Yeah, so I, exactly that. And I think the best thing you can do is put it on paper. You need to document this stuff. And it needs to be nice and clear for the customer. Like you were saying, where you explaining it clearly enough and that's something that a lot of people when you're talking they're like okay yeah i get it thanks thanks for talking to me about that but some of the stuff might go over their head straight over the head just yeah. smile and nod yeah, see, smile see. And nod. yeah that yes, was very yes that was very technical i don't even know what you're talking about um but yeah as soon as we get it on paper people can take that away and if you think about when you get a receipt from uh, you might have got a huge bill and this is one of our stories we talk around shopping list pricing system. You get a big invoice or you know you put all your shopping items through the the, um, the teller at the supermarket and go beep, 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 beep and you get to the end, it's like $450 and you're like, what the hell, how did you get to that? And you look at your receipt and every single item is on there and you're like, oh, yeah, I get it. I yeah, Bill shop, gone. You know, And that's what we have to be able to do to help explain yeah, there's actual costs going into these things that you're requesting. And a lot of the time people are just like, yeah, well, you're here anyway. So if you can just get it done and not charge me, that would be great. But it's that very would be clear. great, actually. Yeah, it would be great <laughs> yeah. for them. Yeah. <laughs> if you're in the car, throw your fix shake out the window. That's not great. Yeah. Uh, stop doing things for free. And the amount of times over the years I've done stuff and then, you know, three weeks later, looked at the invoices and going, oh, I better not bill for that. Mm. I didn't communicate that properly. Because sometimes when you're in heat, when you're in that rough in moment or when you're in that job, that's kind of just you sma you're smashing it out, so to speak. I don't like that terminology, smashing it out, but I used to say it a lot. And I think we need to reframe our brain. Like if you're smashing it out, usually it means you're busy and rushing mm. and nothing kind of good comes to rushing. Yeah. So the first tip is kind of communicate well, communicate often, communicate early. And I want to show something or share something that I kind of learned ages ago and it really changed my life. And, you know, I was in the service trade in the electrical industry for a while and we worked with a lot of builders. And I remember getting to site and kind of thinking I was the most important person on earth. Like everyone get out of the way, <laughs> like, like clear the river, I'm coming through, you know. And, and I remember talking to the builder and a part of me uh, always from a 
from an apprentice wanted the big conversations. Yeah. You know, I wanted to talk to the, the the biggest person. I wanted the biggest job. I just kind of wanted that. And I remember, um, I remember just kind of bothering the builder with a question, and then you know, three minutes later, bothering again, mm, and then bit like five an minutes employee. later, yeah, a bit like Bring what I did to you. <laughs> 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 um, and then and then bothering again, and, and we'll get to employees in a sec. But I'll, I'll get to kind of um, to how, how to train your staff in this situation. But I remember then, then ten minutes later, bothering, mm. and fifteen minutes later, bothering, and, and all of a sudden, and I remember sitting in this session someone was doing, and they were like, you know, just just bother them once ten times. You know what I mean? Both of them once with 10 questions. Create a list. Of yeah, create a list of your 10 questions. Do your questions and yeah. need to be answered right now. And if we can do that, and if we can teach ourselves how to do that, we can teach our staff how to do that. Yeah. And I know wherever you are right now, you'll be thinking, these bloody staff members calling me about, what do I do? And it's like, what should, what, should I turn left or go round the roundabout? Yeah, yeah. You're like, shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> but it's, it's crazy. Like, if we can teach people to, you know, you, does your question have to be answered now, is there nothing else you can possibly do or are other questions going to come up? And that was big for me because it taught me a valuable lesson about, yes, my time, but other people's time as well. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, it does devalue. Yeah. Every time you interrupt someone, it does devalue your service to that builder or that client because they're like, well, I prefer it that you just went and did the job and not have to come to me about everything. This trade is so annoying. Yeah, but like <laughs> you said, interrupting if, me. if someone does yeah. come with a list and they're actually prepared, hey, I just got a list of things I need to clarify with you. And you actually go through all of them and then you don't need to bother them for another week. You know, that's that's epic. Someone would really appreciate that, like you're communicating early. You've written a list. Again, it's documented. It's on paper. It's nice and clear. They can see it. They can feel it. They can smell it if they want. They could uh, smell it. <laughs> um, it smells like timber. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah it's interesting because um, I often think with quoting, the job can be won or lost before the quote's even sent. You know, if you get a quote through uh, and and you've got 30 good questions, pile them up. It's called an RFI, request for information. Pile them up to the client, to the to your client, whatever, mm, and, and just go, here's my, hey, can I get some answers on the following 30 things? Mm -hmm. And I always think that, Someone, if I if I was getting a quote for something and someone flagged thirty good questions and someone didn't, like, what? Who are you going to believe? Yeah. You're going to be like, this person has flagged thirty items. That's a great question. That's a great question. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. I hadn't thought about this leading to that. Oh my gosh! It's it's showing your skills that the quoting is your ability to, I guess. I was going to say sell yourself, like sell your body for money, but, but you know what I'm saying? The quoting is, is your chance to put your best foot forward. Yeah. And people, uh, a lot of the times at the early stages of business, are buying you. Are they comfortable with you? Do they like your ideas? Can you communicate your ideas well and and, uh, and all that kind of stuff? So yeah, the RFI list is massive with the quoting. So get a big list together and it puts you in a position. So a lot of the times, like we work to come from a high-end residential background. So we'd ask some really good questions because we've seen it before, we've done it before, we've smelt it before. Mm. And, and then it puts you in these email chains with the architects for us, with the builder, with the client early, pre-quote. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, this, this, uh, this guy's we got didn't some think questions. About, yeah, we didn't think about this yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, if we do it this different way, we can save yourself this. And they're like, oh, that's a, that's a great idea. All of a sudden, when the quote comes in, and, and the quote might be more expensive than someone else, it's irrelevant because I've just saved them money. Yeah. And yeah, it's crazy, right? This like, leads to a really important point as well, which is a lot of people are out there you know, providing advice to a builder or a client, right? You get that, you might come back to them and say, hey, this is what I think you should do, rather than ask questions. And there's a big difference. And then another time, people don't want to ask questions because they don't want to seem like they don't know. 
And that's actually going to jeopardize your ability to demonstrate that you do know. And asking great questions like Greg was saying is a really powerful way to show your clients how much you do know about a situation and how to really help them understand and, so, and show interest in them. I really wanna make sure this job goes well for you. Here's my concerns. Here's a couple of questions I've got. Here's, you know, from my experience, I, I see these things popping up. What do you think about this? You know, but a lot of people will go, I don't wanna ask too many questions because then I might not seem like I know what I'm doing. And so they go in and I just provide a quote without asking questions. And that's the other person you were talking about before. Exactly. And who, and who are you more comfortable with? Mm. You know, and, and back to the communication thing, so many people's quotes, uh, you know, they get sent through to us and we're like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> this should be better off with a napkin and, and some handwriting. Like, like, this is awful and you need a PhD in crap to try and understand like what this quote actually says. You're talking jargon, you're talking language. Can the client's partner read it? Can the client in finance read it? Can mm. the client who is a teacher read it? Can they make sense of it? It has to make sense and it has to look good. I know we don't think like so often as tradies, we're just like, let's just get the quote out. It's late. Just get the quote out, get the quote mm -hmm. out. And it's like, no, no, the quote has to look good. It has to feel good. It has to have the right information. It can't have too many exclusions on that <laughs> side note with exclusions. So many people's quotes open up and are just exclusion, exclusion, exclusion. It's like, is there anything actually, Danger. is there anything Danger. actually included <laughs> in this guy? Are you doing anything for this money? Yeah. Um, uh, on that exclusion, uh, let's just take a, say a heated tower rail, for instance, right? So you can have exclusions, heated tower rail uh, supply, or you can have general notes, heated tower rail supply by other. That's a big hot tip. Wherever you are, pull over, write that down. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, try and not exclude too much in your quote and try and communicate properly and, and well in that situation. But yeah, a big believer the job can be won or lost before it's even, before you submitted the quote. Yeah, that's the relationship building part as well. You know, like every quote should be seen as an opportunity to further your relationship with the person you're working with. And if it's a new client, that's an opportunity for you to really build a relationship. And it goes down to, for instance, you might get a phone call to come out and just do a quick service, like quick job, right? Small job, come out. And some of the things that we, you know, we're always teaching is use great questions. Make sure you're showing interest in your customer by asking great questions. It's the same with when we go to the bigger project work, it's about looking at the quote, uh, looking at what needs to be done and then asking great questions is a great way to show interest and build a relationship with your clients. Yeah, and just on that, you know, you think about the foundations of a relationship and, and what it's built upon. It's built upon trust. And and if someone's asking 30 good questions that are gonna benefit and help the job and someone's asking nothing, who are you going to trust? Mm. And, and every new client, I see as a new friend. In, in like, you know, we're on our way to go into the footy together. Yeah, Th That's what it is. Because the, as the relationship builds, and I really respect people that are good at their job, and I know I'm good at my job, and it's like if we can team up and work together, then we can be friends because I respect you, you respect me, and we're in a long-term relationship. Yeah. Uh, that's great. That's yeah. what you want. So try and like reframe your mind about client acquisition should be friend acquisition yeah. in, in my head. And, and friends, people often ask me like, oh, how do you work for family and friends? And I'm like, that's where it should be easiest because the trust is there. It's like, this is a $2,000 job. This is a $200,000 job. Oh, okay. Yeah. Again. We, we know you. Like, yeah. we, we, we know you. We know your family. We've worked with you before. Like, great. Yeah. It's perfect. Again, that's a, without proper communication before you start the job, that's where our friends' jobs become very toxic. Yeah. You know, because 
you go into the job, your friend assumes you're just going to do it for free, right? No, you're going to do it for you free. You are, you're right? My friend. <laughs> yeah. and, but they don't, friends often don't understand that there's actual costs involved with doing a job and your time is money and everything. So early communication, like Greg said in an earlier show, communicating nice and early and making sure that the customer, which is your friend in this situation, understands what the job's going to cost before you start and really communicate the discount that you've done and how much it actually costs you to do it. And then there shouldn't be any problems working with friends. And like you were saying, we're building acquisition, uh, we're acquiring friends. We're acquiring friends with boundaries. Nice, <laughs> yeah. clear boundaries. That's like every friend. <laughs> like, yes, you have to pay yeah. me yeah. and we're gonna do the job and we're gonna do a great job and we're gonna provide a lot of value and we're friends with boundaries. I love that. <laughs> friends with benefits, friends with boundaries. Yeah. It's a great, great to have good friends. So, so yeah, with communication, I think it's so important to, to train our staff as well. So train your staff to communicate. Communication is definitely, no one was born an excellent communicator. No one woke up at three and went like, you know what, I'm excellent at this. It's like, it's a learnt skill. It's a proper trained skill. And it's something that um, you can teach. And that's a skill, right? It's something you can teach. So pull your staff aside for a staff meeting, show them how you would like them to communicate. And that can be really simple. We've all met the disgruntled tradie that's, um, I wouldn't do that. I would do it like this. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> that's, a, that's a really bad idea. I do, I've, I'm so good at my job. I would do it like this. And it's, it's kind of like, well, you could have said the same thing. I would, you know, you can say, I would do it like this, do it like this. Or you could say, uh, yeah, one option is this. Another option is that. What do mm. you guys think? Yeah. Same thing, <laughs> way better result. So what I'm going to sort of finish on and wrap up on here, I'm going to say communication is absolutely everything. You show me your communication skills and I'll pretty much show you how far you go in business. Yeah. If you can communicate things well, communicate often, communicate early, you will do good and big things. What are you wrapping up with? Yeah, I'd like to wrap up on the question space. Like I, th I think that's such a critical part of building a relationship and making sure people see your experience, your expertise, you're making sure that you show them that you're interested in them. And that's all done through really great questions around whatever it is that you're doing. And your top tip for someone who, you know, if you're self-reflecting in the car or wherever you're listening to this and you're like, I don't really listen. <laughs> like, I'm not asking questions. What, what, are, you, what are you suggesting to someone? What would, what would you well, bang this out? If with? we're in a conversation, you know, if definitely a great conversational skills is to listen with intention and when you're listening to what the person's saying back to you off the end of your question, I always think about well, what in what they're saying right now, their response to my initial question, can I ask another question about? And that's how we dive deeper and deeper and show more and more interest in the customer. And uh, I think that's the best skill that you can start to learn. And you can start practicing with your partner or your kids and just sit there and listen to what they're saying, show interest in what their answer is to your question and then look for that opportunity to ask another question. It's called going deeper into conversation. Love that. Cool. Thanks for hanging out. Awesome, guys. See you, guys soon. See you later. Bye. Bye. So if you're loving the podcast, please share with your friends, anyone that's thinking about starting a tradie business or got a large tradie business. We help everyone from startup all the way up to million dollar plus months. We'd love to help you too. And lastly, it would mean a lot if you could leave a review on the player that you're listening to this on. It helps us get out there and help more tradies in business perform better and create better lives for themselves. So let's get into this episode. Hope you enjoy it. Talk to you soon.